several years ago, I was traveling in the South. I was in Tuskegee, Alabama. You know, I'm a National Park fan. So I was uh, there to see the Tuskegee Airmen National Monument and a few other things. And I remember pulling on this trip aside to get gas in a gas station. And there was an old man, very old African-American man sitting in a chair on the side of the door, the gas station. He said, hello. I said, hello back. And then uh, he said, uh, well, he, he, he said, he said hello to me, but he called me boss. And I was taken aback by that a little bit. And then he said, for 40 cents a day, I plowed those fields. And he pointed over to the fields in the background. And again, he called me boss. He said, 40 cents, boss. And then he pulled out $2 out of his pocket. And he said, this was a week's worth of the money that I earned plowing those fields. It's like, oh my gosh. So didn't really know what all to say. Thanked him for sharing the story and, and all of that. But it was one of those moments that kind of just stay with you. And the gospel lesson for today makes me think a little bit about the ground that he must have walked on in his life. And I suspect that he often walked the hard-packed path of prejudice, a path where not a whole lot grows, where life and opportunities, if they're there at all, are quickly snatched away. Uh, I'll bet he knew what it was like to live between a rock and a hard place. On the rocky ground, life withers because you can't put down roots, you know. There's no security. There's no stability. The sun scorches. He surely also walked among the thorns of life, uh, violence, fear, anger, and poverty. I have no doubt that those thorns wrapped themselves around him and his family, choking away their dignity, their security, trust. I hope that there was also some good soil in his story that uh, even though he only got paid 40 cents a day for the soil he plowed, I hope that his life was rich and full with people and events that could nourish him and love him and give him hope. So maybe we have not plowed fields for 40 cents a day, but we all know the different landscapes that Jesus was speaking about in the parable. We know the beaten path of life. We've stumbled through the rocky patches of life. We've been scratched and cut by the thorns of life. And hopefully we've planted our roots deep in the sacred soil of life that feeds and grows us to become a harvest. In one case, maybe 100-fold or another 60-fold or another 30-fold. In this story, Jesus is not just describing different types of soil or different circumstances in life. He's describing our inner geography. These are the various landscapes of the human heart. We have met these in others, and we've discovered them in ourselves. We are rarely just one type of soil. 
In fact, usually all at the same time, we are all four. The four soils are descriptive of how we live, how we relate to those around us, and how we relate to God. Jesus' interpretation of the parable when he tells what happens to the seed describes the consequences of each kind of life that we might find ourselves living. At one level, the parable invites us to be a little self-reflective and examine the kind of life that we're living. This is important work for us, and there is nothing wrong with doing that. I think that's how we most often use and unfortunately also abuse this parable, because we live in a world that thrives on competition and comparison and judgment. So we want to reduce the parable down to one simple question, and that question is, what kind of soil am I? Surely I'm the good soil and not the beaten down path or the thorny soil or the rocky soil. So what kind of dirt are you? In doing that, though, we put ourselves at the center of the parable and we push the sower and the seed to the background. And that's the biggest problem. The what kind of dirt are you question is not the best way, I think, to read this parable. In fact, it might just be a decoy that distracts us from other ways, better ways of reading the parable. Parables offer a different perspective, a different worldview. They give us a glimpse into God's world and help us see what God is like. And I think that's really the key to this parable. Uh, Parables can heal our ears and our eyes so that we hear and understand and see things and perceive things differently. They're not there to test human intelligence. Rather, they're opportunities to do a little reflecting and to help us understand the depths of grace and the love of God and our heart's willingness to surrender to and be enveloped in this incredibly surprising generosity that God shows. The surprising generosity of God is exactly what this parable of the sower, I think, reveals. Because as different as all four of these soils are, they all hold two things in common. The seed and the sower. The sower sows the same seed in all four soils with equal toil, equal hope, equal generosity. The sower doesn't uh, do so with, by evaluating first the soil's quality or potential. There is no soil left unsown. No ground is declared undeserving of the sower's seed. This is not about the quality of the dirt. This parable is about the quality of God, the divine sower. We want to judge what kind of dirt we are. It's more fun to judge what kind of dirt our neighbor is. But God simply wants to sow God's life into ours. Whether we're 40 cents a day soil or $400 a day soil, we are sown with the seeds of God. 
no life, no person, no soil is left unsown. Seeds here, seeds there, seeds everywhere. And that seems like poor planning. It seems like poor economy. It seems inefficient. If you talk to any farmer, they would tell you that. But again, this isn't a parable about farming. It's a parable about God's generosity and love and care and faithfulness. And in a world where we need hope and love and generosity, maybe it's okay to see a little inefficiency and a little poor economy. So this is the good news about this parable, I think. Every part of your life has been sown with the seeds of God. And you know what happens to seeds, right? Given the right condition, apple seeds become apple trees that bear more apples. Peach seeds become peach trees that bear more peaches. So... What are the God seeds going to do in you? That's the parable of the sower. Amen.